entrepreneurial, leadership, intellectual, This is the Cultural Connections Podcast. And good afternoon, everybody. My name is Brian Ives, and I am the producer and host of the Cultural Connections Podcast. Before I introduce our guest today, I want to remind all of our viewers at home that we are recording this episode live on Monday, December, I think it's the 19th of December. Yes, the 18th, excuse me, Monday. 18, 2023, and recording live here on Facebook. And um, if you have a question for our guests during our live, you can always ask below and we'll be sure to answer them live. Now, today on the podcast, before I introduce our guest, I, I want to let our viewers know that throughout the entire month of December here on the podcast, we do a special feature. You may recall we did this for the first time last year, and we decided to return it again this year uh, during the month of December, especially during the holiday season. We like to ho- highlight uh, different organizations really making a great impact and difference around the community. So we're going to do that again this year. And kicking that off this year, we have the Joy of Music program based, I believe you're out of Worcester, Massachusetts. We have the executive director, Jennifer Griffin, on the podcast with us. So thank you uh, so much for joining me today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, thank you again. Uh, Before we get started, what I always like to do is I like our guests to uh, introduce themselves and give us a little bit of a brief background on themselves before we go any further. (laughs) Uh, Brief, let me see. Uh, So hi, I'm Jennifer Griffin-Gall, and I have been the executive director of Joy of Music now for, (laughs) pardon me, for about a year and a half. I started the job in August last 2022. I'm sorry, I'm losing track. All right. Yeah. 2022. Um, (laughs) I was like, um, I, you know, I, I'm a pianist. My, my master's is in piano, but I ended up going into arts administration. So my entire career has been in arts administration, mostly in uh, Philadelphia and New York city. And, um, and then I was actually in Wellesley, Massachusetts. I was the head of the Dan Hall school of music. And then uh, most recently five years in China and now in Worcester for the first time. Wow, very impressive. What a great background. Um, well, let's transition uh, right, now, right away over into Joyce, since that is what the focus here is on the podcast. Um, let's talk about Joy of Music for the, um, for our audience, including myself, who really who just came across this, this organization. Can you tell us a little bit more about the organization? Uh, let's and. Let's start with the history, a little bit more on the history of the organization. And yeah, what- it, it's it's a great community music school. Um, it was started in Worcester uh, by the founders, Wendy Artisone and her husband, Rich Artisone. Uh, started back in 1986, and they became a not-for-profit because Wendy felt very uh, passionately about uh, accessibility of music, really wanting everybody in the Worcester area to be able to access uh, music on a lot of different levels. And for, <laughs> for a while, they were renting space out of a church and there was a fire. And after the fire, they determined and had a lot of support to purchase a facility where we currently are, which is one Gorham Street in Worcester. And we're very fortunate. It's um, it's a former nursing home, which means that 
We're completely accessible. We're all in one floor. We have 22 music studios, a full uh, concert hall, the Shapiro Concert Hall, as well as some smaller recital rooms, a library, waiting room, all of these things. And the uh, organization, we have about 40 music faculty, professional music faculty drawn from the Worcester and greater area. And about um, currently about 400 students, and those are all ages. So that's little tiny ones all the way up through adults, as well as ensembles. Um, we have a Joy of Music um, Youth Orchestra, which has got about 40 players in it and is under the baton of Tim Taranella, um, as well as ensembles leading up to that. We also have jazz ensembles, world music ensembles. So it's quite, quite a dynamic environment here. Absolutely. It sure seems that way. It's very impressive. Uh, my next question then to you is, can you tell us a little bit more about some of like the programs that are offered through Joy of Music and what, what exactly Joy, I mean, to give us more in detail of what Joy of Music actually does specifically? Yeah. So as a community music school, we, um, on, we are lesson based. So that means people come in and have individual lessons. And again, we have over 40 faculty and a variety of instruments and all the instrument families. Um, but additionally, uh, our students play in our ensembles, which are, you know, uh, making music in groups. So we have um, the orchestra, we have a smaller string group called Sinfonetta. Um, and then we have our baby uh, string group, which is our string ensemble, as well as jazz, um, one of the things that I think is really uh, different about Joy of Music is that about a third of our students receive tuition assistance. Um, we, we are very dedicated to making sure that music is accessible to everybody, regardless of any boundaries. So um, this year we have about 165,000 going into tuition assistance for students from many, many different backgrounds. Additionally, we do outreach into the community. So we do partner with organizations such as uh, Worcester Housing Authority. We have a program with the Great Brook Valley Housing. Um, actually tomorrow we have a Head Start program coming in. We're gonna be working with 13 of their, their little people. Um, and we do community concerts. We do a lot of free community events. So we're, we're quite quite broad in what we do. Oh, that's fantastic. That's it's amazing to hear all of this and learn all about this as this is all obviously new to me learning about this amazing organization. Um, I just want to again remind all of our audience that is just coming on to the podcast now, just tuning in with us now. If you are watching live at home, you are watching the podcast, the Cultural Connection, or listening for that matter, you are watching or listening to the Cultural Connections podcast. We're recording live on Monday, January, January December 18th. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. December 18th, 2023. And uh, we are doing our kickoff to giving back to the global community part one with the Joy of Music program. So let's continue here then and talk a little bit more. You mentioned about the the uh, the, the far reach you have for this program. Is this a, how far of a reach does the program get? Do you get people just from Massachusetts? How far is this program? Uh, do you guys? Uh, oh, the uh, great question. Actually, I probably should say more rather than a far reach, more depth to the program. So our student body is Worcester, but then also in in, in the outer areas as well. Our, our focus really is very much on um, making joy of music a welcoming environment that anybody can come in, they can start their music journey, however, however that is for them. So we have everybody from people who are just starting out to people who are returning to instruments to students who have been with us for many, many years who have 
become quite accomplished and will go on in music. Oh, schools and, and uh, conservatories. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. Um, let's talk about, I mean, from what it seems like, as you've mentioned, you do have a lot of obviously different events, concerts, things that you put on to uh, walk us through that. I mean, and what 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 for for people that are for students that are involved in the I mean program, what what is I mean, what is some of the feedback that you that you get from students that are involved in this program? I think uh, the feedback is is very positive, and I think one of the things that really points to that is the fact that we've had um, students who have started here as young as five and continue through out into graduating. Um, a lot of our alumni stay connected. Our board of directors, we have several alumni on our board of directors. Um, actually, our associate director is somebody who started here at five as a cellist, and she's a very accomplished um, cellist who plays throughout the area and a lot of orchestras and is, um, in addition to being our associate director, is also on the faculty. Um, so I think that's that really speaks to what type of organization JOMP is. We, we call it JOMP lovingly, right. um, Joy Program, huh. um, because I think that it's something that people stay connected with. with um, two of the people who are on staff started their children here and actually have grandchildren in the program. So um, there's a lot of longevity. It's, you know, when we say that we really want people to make music part of their life, that's that's happening. Um, and I think that um, I think that the the dedication to making it financially accessible as well as in every other way, um, people really understand that and support that. So we Obviously, fundraising is a big part of what we do in order to, to keep that commitment. Um, the best place to find information about us is to go to our website, which is www.jomp.org, Joy of Music Program. And you can really get a sense of all of the programs that we're offering, the classes, the ensembles, and um, you know, really through the visuals and through their YouTube channel, you can get a, a sense of what's happening here. Well, that's great to know. And that was the next thing that I was going to ask you is more about what if someone was to really go on to your website. I, I know I've had the opportunity to explore it myself. What what are some of the what what can people expect to find on your website by uh, just going to the website, www.jomp.org? What can they expect to find? Yeah, I mean, the, the goal of our website is to really make it an extension of of who we are so that when people come in, it's a very intuitive way of starting to connect with the organization from our logo, which is based on a sunflower, um, because our founder, Wendy, uh, is, you know, she's created a really beautiful environment here. And one of the things that I noticed when I first came in was um, in the season that we have sunflowers everywhere. So you, you come in, you get a real sense of, you know, we obviously have student pictures, faculty pictures up. Um, you can explore, you can look at who our faculty actually are. Um, you can, you know, go onto the YouTube channel, see some of our, um, <clears throat> pardon me, <laughs> some of our ensembles performing, some of our students performing. And then also you can go in and see the classes we offer. We have a program called Jump Start, which is for, children, uh, infants all the way through age seven. And the goal of that program is to really have a have a music program that isn't just about music and movement. It isn't just about, um, 
you know, as, as many programs are for very young, our programs are taught by professional musicians who work exclusively with that age group. And what we do is we really introduce a broad base of music fundamentals. Parents are partners with us in that, um, in that journey. And, you know, the children progress um, from, you know, as babies, and then they go into what we call taught jump, where they really start to work with a lot more instruments. And from that, we have a new program called Xylophonics, where they're working with xylophones and pitched and unpitched percussion in groups. And then from there, they go in to meet the instruments. So it's it's quite complete. Um, and again, you can find all of these on, <laughs> pardon me, on the website. Um, we also have a resources section. We write articles that we keep updated. So for example, if, um, you know, if somebody were exploring piano and was worried about, well, I don't know, I don't want to invest in a piano, I think I'll invest in a digital, then we have a whole article in there that leads them through the process of how do you do that. So we try to be informative, inclusive, and make it um, someplace where and questions can be answered. But then, of course, we are always available here so people can call and can visit. Absolutely. Wow. Well, that's fantastic. No, that is great to hear. Yeah. Now, the whole, obviously, the whole goal here of the podcast is we're in the month of December now in the holiday season. And let's talk about, is there anything specific that the Joy of Music program does over the holiday season for its for the students in the program? What, what are some of the different like events you guys do during the holiday season? Yeah, it's quite, quite a lot of different things going on. And again, it's because we have a lot of these uh, ensembles. So this week, um, each of the ensembles every night is performing uh some holiday music as well so tonight we have our joy of music string ensemble which is our um younger beginners and they're going to be performing a lot of different holiday things and actually i sit in with them on cello um and some of our older students also help and then we uh our larger group symphonetta um will be performing this week we have our vocal ensemble which on wednesday will be doing um a holiday concert as well as some of their fall um some of the fall pieces that they learned so it's it's really a time where you know we're just celebrating all of the different uh playing that's been going on all the different learning and performing um we do everything from in our ship you know our Shapiro concert hall which is a little more formal into what we call waiting room concerts which are literally we have a waiting room and sometimes we'll just have the students gather in the waiting room and they'll perform for whoever's in the waiting room so it's huh. making performance as, um, you know, really trying to make performance an experience that everybody enjoys. Um, obviously, everybody's got different feelings about standing up and performing in front of people. So we try to make <laughs> this a very inclusive experience that um, you can you can do on any level that's comfortable. Hello, that's great. And again, I just want to, before we do go any further, as we're a little more than halfway through in the podcast now, I want to remind all of our viewers that are just tuning in uh, that this is the Cultural Connections podcast. I'm Brian Ives, the producer and host. And we are doing, and we are live here on Tuesday, Monday, December 18th, 2023. And we are doing our first part of our Giving Back to the Global Community series for the month of December. We're joined by the executive director, Jennifer Griffins, of the uh, Joy of Music program. So again, thank you for coming on the podcast today. My, my next question then, thinking about, let's talk about then throughout the year then in general programs that you, do you so am i understanding correctly you're saying that there are concerts and things like that that go on throughout the course of the year walk us through like or do you do like see is it like how seasonal based walk us through like yeah. and we 
quickly month to month on how things operate. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to do that. So we we operate on, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, sorry. Um, so our lesson program and uh, our ensembles start in September. Um, so in September, we do a lot of open houses. We invite people in to experience, you know, to meet faculty, to try different instruments, to just kind of experience and um, we think that's an important process because obviously music lessons can be something that not everybody's familiar with. They're not sure what exactly it's going to involve. For a lot of parents, it's how do you, how do you choose an instrument for your child, um, especially if you're somebody without a background. So we really try to make September and October a time where people can come in and um, have that opportunity to talk to our faculty, try some different things. Um, we also do a lot of um, street fairs. There's Start on the Street in Worcester. We we presented that. We also presented it something called Day of Play. And then in October, we do a free community event um, that we're calling Jompaween, but it's basically Halloween. It's an open house um, with musical trick-or-treating. So families are invited. They go around the school trick-or-treating. Each studio has uh, a different instrument behind it. So Students, you know, young children get to learn a little bit about all these different instruments as well as, um, you know, the, the, you know, obviously we give out candy and some things like that. But so and then in November, you know, we're really starting to we start our uh, monthly recitals. So basically, at any point that a student of any age feels ready to try a performance, um, they are invited to come to our first Saturday recital and perform in front of an audience. And that it's usually smaller recitals, you know, smaller audience, but it's a great opportunity to try things out. And then in December, because holidays, obviously, um, you know, we do holiday. And then actually when we come back in January, um, we have two of our student groups are going to be playing at the Worcester Museum of Art. And that's on Sunday. Oh, gosh, I'm going to get it wrong. Uh, uh, no, Sunday, January 7th. Um, so that's, you know, we do try to go out into the community. And then February is our biggest event. It is a, it's our 33rd Jumpathon, which is a music marathon. It's a student driven fundraiser. So the goal behind it is that we want to get every student involved. Um, they sign up to play. Um, and what they do is they look for sponsors and sponsors can sponsor, say, I'll give you $5 for playing in or, um, you know, or more. The, the goal is really to get everybody involved in supporting the tuition assistance program. Um, so this year we've got all of our ensembles. So from uh, February 5 to 10, uh, each night our ensembles will perform. They're raising money. And then on Saturday is the full music marathon. So we start about nine in the morning. And we play straight through until about seven. And typically we have over a hundred students participating and again, raising money. And um, it's good fun. You know, it's a big, big, uh, big production. And really, you know, people seem to really enjoy it. And again, it's our 33rd. So it's been going on for, you know, pretty much the entire time that, that Jump has been around. And then, um, then we do, again, we do partnerships. So we, are going to be doing a side-by-side -side orchestra with Music Worcester, where they have a professional orchestra coming in and our students are going to get to work with them. Master classes, again, Music Worcester is going to present one of their uh, professional artists coming through and they're going to do a master class that one of our students will be in. And then in May, um, Worcester is very fortunate to have Mechanics Hall, which is an amazing performance venue. It's one of Yo-Yo Ma's favorite places to perform and record. 
Um, so our ensembles, our orchestra and our smaller ensembles get to play at Mechanics Hall. And, and again, it's a fundraiser, but specifically for our ensembles. Um, then in May and June, May, we're sort of heading towards uh, June where our lessons start wrapping and we do a full series of recitals, try to catch everybody in that. We take a breather and then we start summer sessions and our summer sessions um, usually have some special, like we'll, we'll have a special two week orchestra experience, we'll have classes, we'll have lessons available. And then for a few weeks in August, we shut down where we, you know, we really um, take care of our, we take care of our facility at all points, but obviously in August we do a good cleaning, we get everything ready and we do it all, all over again. Wow. I mean, you have it all down to a T. That's impressive. I must say that. Um, I, again, I mean, like everything about this organization just seems very impressive. Let's then what, what so if people are, let's talk about, I guess, with where this is the whole idea of the holiday season about donating people, what, what the impact of donating as you talk a little bit about that and how people can go about donating to Joy of Music. I mean, I assume through the website or is there any other method? How would people, if they want to join the organization, how would they do that? I will never say no to a donation in whatever form that comes. Um, <laughs> basically, um, yeah, obviously donations are incredibly important to us because Again, our our commitment is tuition assistance. We really don't want to have to turn anybody away with financial need. Um, we want everybody to be able to start that music journey on some level. Um, clearly, you know that that takes funds. So where we're at now, as I mentioned before, is uh, we have one hundred sixty five thousand committed. So we are fundraising to make sure that that we get all those funds in for the year. Mm -hmm. um, and that's about the amount we give every year, although we would love to increase it. You can go on the website. We have a whole donation page. You can learn a little bit about it. Um, you can donate um, using a credit card. You can donate through PayPal. Um, if you're not comfortable with any of those, you can send, um, you can call the office. You can send um, anything to us at Wangoram Street. Um, so there's, yeah, there's lots of different ways to go about that. And again, we, we welcome visitors. We're always happy to have people come and, and see our facilities. And, um, we're here pretty much, uh, Monday through Saturday, uh, Monday through Friday, we're here pretty much nine in the morning till eight at night. And Saturdays we're here nine in the morning till about two. Okay. Wow. And very, again, very impressive. Um, again, before we go any further, and as we start to reach nearing the end of the podcast, I want to remind all of our viewers that we are live here on the Cultural Connections podcast on Monday, December 18th, 2023, talking with Jennifer Griffin, the executive director of the Joy of Music program based in Worcester, Massachusetts. And um, we are highlighting different organizations throughout the month of December for part of our Giving Back to the Global Community series. And this is our kickoff to that part one. So uh, if you have a question while we are still live, please feel free to comment below here on Facebook and we'll be sure to answer. Even if we're not live, you can still get in contact with us and we'll be sure to get your questions over to the people over at Joy Music program. Um, my next question then here too, as we slowly start to, I mean, I, I, one of the things I was just thinking about in terms of this is does the Joy Music Program, do you guys provide the instruments to the students or do they have to actually uh, bring their own instruments with them if they want to participate in your program? Mm, it's a great question. So, you know, typically, yes, uh, you need to have your own instrument. However, again, when um, we're serving through tuition assistance, we recognize that that may not be possible for some students. So we do keep instruments on hand. We will loan them to families. Um, also for our musicians, um, 
who are um, progressing you know, to the point that they need instruments that they might not be able to afford. We do loaner instruments. So we do have, you know, for example, violins out that are worth quite a lot of money that are in the hands of, of former jump students who are now going on with their professional music careers. Um, so what we try to do is we really, uh, we really try to support our students in whatever way that we can. And that does include getting instruments into their hands whenever possible. Oh, that's great to hear. And I would imagine, I mean, I then would think that you get students that come back that are alumni that come and speak to your current students all the time about their, I mean, uh, I mean, about their success and experience in the program. And is that, mm -hmm. I mean, is that additional stuff, programming type stuff that you do as well? Yeah, I mean, if alumni, sometimes alumni actually come back and play in the orchestra. So in the mechanics hall, We'll often have alumni come in and actually sit in with the orchestra, which is great because, um, you know, it's really wonderful for the students who are currently in the orchestra to see people coming back, giving back. As I mentioned on our board of directors, we have um, three former alumni on the board of directors. Um, on our staff, we have one former alumni. So uh, alumni, you know, people coming back to JOMP are really a big part of the culture and a big part of our community. Once, once you've gone through the program, you are, you are part of us going forward. You no, know, it, it definitely, uh, it, it seems that way. And I just want to clarify. So the age group of the program starts all the way from the little, little ones all the way to high school, like to the end of high school. Is that what I'm hearing correctly? Oh, all the way through adults. We have a lot of adults. Oh, all the way through adults. So even like mm -hmm. college. No, beyond. We oh, have, I think, beyond. oldest are probably in their 70s. Oh, wow. So you can be yeah. an adult and even do any, oh, Yeah, any, any age. Yeah, as a community music school, we're, we're non-audition, which means that anybody who wants to participate in music will come to us and we'll have a conversation about what instrument they want to play or, or voice. Um, there's a lot of different ways to get involved. Um, for adults, we often have, sometimes we have people who've always wanted to play an instrument come to us. Um, we often have people who used to play an instrument and really want to go back to it. Um, so that's, you know, that's amazing for us. And um, and again, because we are open during the day. So obviously after school hours, we're, we're quite busy, um, but we do have faculty available during the day and adults will come in during that time. That, again, that's so great. And I, I just want to, again, as we start to wrap up here, I just want to you to give us one more time uh the website and how people can find out more information about uh joy of music the joy of music program and how to uh, get in contact with you if they have any questions yeah absolutely i mean the best way is our website which is www.jomp.org um all of the information and the contact information also we are on facebook so you can follow us at joy of music program on facebook we're also on insta um, we do, you know, all the social media and, um, you know, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of different ways to find us. There is another joy of music program in the middle of the country. Oh, <laughs> how do you like that? We are in Worcester. Um, we are the Worcester, Massachusetts. Um, but again, I think the website is, is the, um, has the most information. But I guess the real question is, which one really brings the real joy of music? <laughs> Probably all of us, to be honest. I mean, right. music and joy go hand in hand. So, <laughs> Right. Absolutely. Well, this has been an enlightening conversation and a great 
way to kick off our giving back to the global community series part one on the cultural community uh, on the cultural connections podcast so again thank you so much for joining me again as Jen just mentioned here on the podcast if you would like more information about the joy of music program you can visit their website at www.jomp.org uh, you can also we'll have the all of that information posted on our on our social media channels here for the cultural connections podcast uh, so you'll definitely be able to get access to that and if you have questions or comments for me or would like to or do not get to ask them during the live and would like to still get them answered you can still get in contact with me directly and I will get them over to our guests today, you can reach me via email at brianives at gmail.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-I-V as in Victor, E-S at gmail.com. We also invite you to suggest future ideas for future episodes of the podcast. And also, if you have an if you have a uh, organization or nonprofit or know of one that you would like to suggest for the month of December, while we are still highlighting a bunch of different organizations for the month of December for our giving back to the global community series. We want to hear about them. We're all looking for all different types. So please uh, get in contact with us and we would love to highlight them here um, and showcase them here on the podcast to raise awareness. Cause if anything, this is the time of year uh, where it, I think we're to make a difference. If you can make a difference, this is the best time of year to do it. Although any time of the year is a great time of year to do that. So again, Thank you to Jennifer for joining me today. I'm Brian Ives. I'm the producer and host of the Cultural Connections podcast. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Thank you again for watching this episode of the Cultural Connections podcast. For more information on today's episode, be sure to check out our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also watch this episode again in its entirety on our YouTube channel. This podcast is also available on listening platforms Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Radio Public, and New TV. Thanks again for watching this episode of the Cultural Connections Podcast.